0: LinkedIn has almost kind of become the modern Yellow Pages. I will do a Google search, maybe I'll come up with a couple names, and I'll go and look look them up on LinkedIn. Like, do they have photos of what they do? What kind of culture does the company have? That matters to a lot of people, especially as we kind of get into younger generations coming up through the consumer pipeline.
1: If you're a natural born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The MayCreate team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of May Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck.
2: Hello again, and welcome back to Construction Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and I am your host today, and I get to interview Miss Elizabeth. Or sometimes we call her Liz Alexander. She is the social media guru in our office. And today she's going to help me tackle how to use LinkedIn to promote your construction company. Introduce yourself, Liz.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm Elizabeth Alexander. I'm really excited to be doing this. I love LinkedIn. I love the direction it's going as a platform. And as part of my job as social media guru, I get to get excited about all these sorts of fun things and share it with people. So I'm really excited to, to do that today.
2: I okay so I get on Facebook and I am not a happy camper. Like I right. I get in and I'm like like first off, how did they how did I just scroll 5 times? Yuck. I how much time did I just waste? I just got sucked into the feed again. But when I get on LinkedIn, I don't feel that same way. I I feel like I'm in an okay space. Like I actually I don't but I don't go out there as often. And I uh, so So tell me, Elizabeth, why a construction company would be on LinkedIn? What would they do there? What benefits would it yield for them?
0: I'd say from my perspective, LinkedIn for construction companies is absolutely the platform you should be on, especially if you're wanting to reach other construction companies, people who work in that industry, people who work in related industries. That is the place to be. Um, You're going to find, I would say, like less white noise of content. It's going to be way more focused. People, very few people go to LinkedIn just going, I'm going to scroll through LinkedIn today. They're normally looking for a very specific thing or things. And if those are the type of people you want to reach, LinkedIn is absolutely where you should be.
2: Well, and I like the content because I feel like it's just less bitchy, quite frankly, and much more positive. And I'm an extremely business-focused human being, and so when I go and I read about other people's achievements and see their other words of wisdom, I think this is great. Like I don't like I don't feel angry at this platform.
0: <laughs> right. No, LinkedIn is where I go when I want to go to social media and come out of it in a better mood than when I entered.
2: Now, I recently, as we went through to trade shows and so forth this last spring, I conducted a survey and almost everybody that I spoke to said that LinkedIn was their number one network to get new hires and get business. And these are commercial construction companies, engineering companies, and their suppliers. That's what they told me out of the people that I was surveying. I... Though so I kind of would love to just throw like this weird wrench in this question to answer thing and be like, but if people don't go out there as much, how does it work that way? Because I know I'm just not there every day. People don't just open up their LinkedIn app and start scrolling. I'm usually going there for like a purpose or something, right? Like, or do people use it like Facebook? What? Tell me more.
0: I'd say it's it's evolved since it started. There are people out there who use it as a networking social platform. It can absolutely be used like that. And I know a lot of people do that successfully. What I find works best for construction companies, especially like the ones we work with that are clients of ours, is LinkedIn has almost kind of become the modern yellow pages. I might not go out there every day, but if I'm like, I need to find... A company that does xyz i will do a google search maybe i'll come up with a couple of names and i'll go and look them look them up on linkedin like do they have photos of what they do what kind of culture does the company have that matters to a lot of people especially as we kind of get into younger generations coming up through the consumer pipeline and so being able to get a feel for who a company is what they do the kind of values they have are they an expert in their field? And you're going to find all of that on LinkedIn more so than maybe another social platform. So I see it as more of a, I need to get a new driveway. I, I am much more likely to go to LinkedIn and look up a company that does that service than I am to like go on Twitter or Instagram, for example. So I think I look at it as kind of a yellow pages kind of situation.
2: And I do know that both LinkedIn and Facebook are working hard to be directories. These days, yeah. So, even if you don't think that your company is on the platform, you might have to go look and, like, you should probably search for yourself. You're not yourself personally, but I mean, I guess you could do that too. But search for your company and see if you are listed, because there are times where you could be listed and you didn't create yourself and your company. I keep saying yourself, <laughs> and so that's you need to know that so you can claim it and make it yours and and fix it up.
0: Oh yeah, that can totally happen because when people create individual LinkedIn profiles, they are prompted to list where they work. And so if they list your business, even if your business doesn't have a page, LinkedIn's going to create one for you and it's going to be empty. It'll
2: list who works there. And it will oh, be searchable. People so you will might be able to find already, it. You might already have one and you, and you don't even know it. Okay. Well that's but your you first takeaway. <laughs> you can't claim it? No, you can. Oh, okay, good. What it say? Why wouldn't they let you claim it? That seems un-American. You should be able yeah, to claim your own goods. <laughs> <laughs> so you should get a
0: little prompt or something that says like, this is an unclaimed page. Is it is it you? And then it'll take you through an actual like verification process. So It is far less likely on LinkedIn that some random person is going to be able to claim your business page, which is, I think, another benefit to being on LinkedIn. It feels more legit.
2: So your first takeaway is that we like LinkedIn. That's the first probably takeaway from this podcast. Okay, then second, if you're not out there yet, you should search for your business anyway and claim your listing that might already exist. And if you don't show up and a listing hasn't been created for you, then then what do you do, Elizabeth?
0: Then you make one. You can make your own listing. And it's it seems complicated, but they've done a really good job of giving you prompts that tell you exactly the information you need to fill in, which I find to be really helpful. And I know other people do too. It's a little hard to find the Create a New Page button. I believe it's at the top of your screen. You'll click something that says work and it has like an icon of some squares. And then like the last option in the list that pops up will be create a page. And then you'll be taken to a separate little page and you'll be asked to fill in your company name. Um, LinkedIn does get really specific about your business. So you'll also be asked to fill in company size, whether you're privately or publicly held, like really Good details about your business that you then, some of them you can choose whether or not are displayed publicly. Um, And I think some of them are just for LinkedIn's own company reporting, so they know what kinds of companies are using the platform. But similar to other social media profiles, you'll be given prompts like description and about, fill out your hours, um, be able to say what kind of company you are, what industry you work in, just so when people are using the platform as a directory, you know you're showing up for the right things.
2: Now LinkedIn man there's a lot of like little extra things they do for businesses and i i don't know like i'm sure that you can do those same types of things in Facebook it's just that we haven't ever done them because that's not where our target market is our target market is other businesses so we're not doing that type of recruiting stuff through you know, Facebook, it's more for meeting people. But there's different services that you can use that will automatically reach out to people of a certain demographic and send them a message. There's, I mean, you can basically create your own kind of bloggy thing. There's like, a, there's like a, a groups section, kind of like the Facebook groups section, but it's not called the same thing. Wow. So it. <laughs> So like initially we think oh well LinkedIn's just for posting because it's like Facebook because that's what we're used to but I feel like it's so much more.
0: It is it is so much more. One of my favorite things to do on LinkedIn is I'm members I'm a member of a couple of different um mentorship groups, one where I have been connected with a mentor and one where I'm a mentor to someone else. Um, and so LinkedIn is set up in a really cool way. Not only are you using it for external communication with like potential clients and customers, but you can use it for internal things as well. So maybe within your company page, you set up a group to match up maybe employees who have been with you a long time with newer employees to help them get the lay of land or so people can ask questions about company specific things. And those are private. It's not going to be available to any everybody unless you want it to be. Um, you can connect with other people that way. And again, because LinkedIn gets so industry specific, if that's how you want to use it, you can really connect with other people who are doing exactly what you're doing. And you can bounce ideas off of each other, learn from each other. And I think it's really, really cool.
2: That industry-specific piece, I think, makes it very strong for targeting advertisements. If you are doing business-to-business marketing and you want to place ads, now, you can get super targeted in LinkedIn, which is very exciting as somebody who loves to target advertising. But the cost of entry is higher. So you can't run ads for as cheaply as you can. I'm like cheap is such a weird word though, because like your cost per click, meaning your cost per like interaction on an ad might be equal to that of Facebook, but your the lowest amount that you can pay per day is higher. So your per day budget has to be higher to advertise on LinkedIn than over on Facebook. That's something to note there. That was a total tangent. And it also reminded me of another feature that Facebook released a few years ago. You can go live on that thing. You know you that?
0: You can totally go live on LinkedIn. And it puts it right at the top of your profile so people don't have to scroll to find it. It's just there.
2: It's so cool. So how could construction companies use going live like in their like promotional mix?
0: There are are a whole bunch of different ways. Obviously, we want to make sure we're following all rules and regulations. So if you're working on a project that can't be photographed or videoed, don't go live on those. That would be a bad idea. But if you're doing something cool, and I I say cool from the perspective of someone who does not work in construction, so anything explosion-related from a safe distance would make a very cool live video.
2: (laughs) Yes, it would. (laughs) Um, that's how, from a, it like feels very YouTube video-esque. Like yeah. My kids watch all these stupid YouTube videos. They make me feel like my brain is rotting out of my head, but they just suck me in. But like can't you just imagine somebody who's like, okay, you guys, here's the deal. We're going to count to 10 and we're going to press this button right here. And that whole bridge is going down. Are you ready? Based on the number of
0: like bringing down building videos I have watched online in the last couple of years that would that would do very well for you. Um another thing you could u- you could use going live for is if you do any sort of like internal staff recognition like where you're giving staff awards or congratulating someone on a long career and now they're retiring maybe you live stream part of the speech about them. So people who couldn't attend in person can still watch along. There are a lot of different ways you can utilize that, whether it's advertising something you're doing or showing people that you don't just care about the work, but you care about the people doing the work. There are a lot of fun options. People are really embracing live video. And so if you think it's interesting to watch, your audience is probably going to feel the same way.
2: Oh, my goodness. What about an unboxing video? So let's say that you got a whole bunch of new like hard hats and like safety vests. Maybe you got everybody jackets for Christmas or whatever it is. And they all come in and you like unbox it and you can like try them on. And I I would love to watch.
0: I would love to watch a safety vest and hard hat fashion show. (laughs) That would be so fun. That would be wonderful and would make great content for your LinkedIn because it doesn't always have to be so serious. You can have fun.
2: Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about content because the content that you put out on Facebook as a person is not the same stuff that you put out as a company on LinkedIn. So give me some examples of stuff that is appropriate and will work really well on LinkedIn.
0: For sure. Um, Project before and afters, especially... If you have partnered with another company, so let's say one company did the paving part and another company did the metal part of this project, share photos, tag that other company, posts that tag even one other company on LinkedIn are going to do way better for you. Um, An example, we have a client that their LinkedIn account is less than a year old. We have posted content for them where they get 40, 50 likes and a few comments. And it's, oh, we did this project. Thank you to this other company for helping us with this part. We loved working with you guys. And it goes over like gangbusters. It's it's a real community. Again, connecting with your within your own industry. So that always does well. Um, this is true for any platform, but especially on LinkedIn. Humanize what you're doing. Give people... Who's working for you? Show them the faces of your company. And again, those people are probably on LinkedIn, so you can tag them. They will more than likely share it on their account. And so that content is getting seen by way more people than just the people who follow you.
2: You can share work anniversaries, or I've seen yes. people post. So if someone's been with your company for a really long time, it's kind of fun to post. They're like, um, their, I'm going to call it their baby photo, but... The photo of them, like when they started, like when you first put them on your website, what did they look like? They could have been fresh out of high school or college and they might look totally different than they do now. And those are always fun, especially if that person, like some of the photos that I've seen that do exceptionally well are like from the eighties, you know, and the people have big hair or like a Fu Manchu and it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) They do great. Yeah. Yeah, Along... And you're showing people long- the longevity, like mm-hmm. like how long people stay with your company too. So like while you're giving them ad attaboy, you're also showing people, hey, people like us enough to work with us from the 70s until now.
0: Absolutely. And I would say along with that, if you are a company that has people who are now working in more of an office setting, but used to work in the field, and they still do from time to time, show photos of them out in the field and say, our marketing guy used to come and do this every day and he still helps us out so we we don't forget how we started like anything like that is going to do really well for you
2: one type of content that i can never get sick of is drone footage i stinking love drone footage so hard um is there like how long is is there a length does it matter it does it like could it just be like your Because. You're not always shooting drone footage for marketing purposes. You could be using a drone for something else. You could be using it to like survey a project or whatever, but any any rules or thoughts about drone footage?
0: I would say if you're sharing drone footage, the longer it gets, the more people are going to stop watching. Now you might have a few people who will, you can post a five minute video of drone footage and they'll watch the whole thing. There are those people but they are not most of your audience. So I'd keep it around 30 to 45 seconds and make sure it's not the same thing over and over again. Cause I know I've seen drone footage where it's like 10 seconds of cool footage and then they back up a little bit and it's the exact same view just from a little further back. And that gets a little repetitive after a while. So maybe you just have like a a flyover and maybe it's only 10 to 15 seconds long. That's still interesting. People are still going to really enjoy that. So don't feel like just because it's video, it has to be of great length.
2: And I love the drone footage that has people in it. I yes. actually just combed through a bunch of drone footage of people that were like pouring footings, like concrete footings for a building. It was kind of awesome. <laughs> oh my it was, there was just like concrete everywhere um, and people just moving and working. And it was really cool. And I know that you see that every day, like, but we don't, like the rest of the universe doesn't. So the drone footage is really fun. We interviewed one of our subcontractors, Bruce Bishop, about drone footage tips. So if you're thinking about doing drone footage and, and you want some tips on it, you can go listen to that episode because he was a great interview and and did a wonderful job.
0: Another fun video option on LinkedIn would be um, time-lapse videos. So especially if you're working in like maybe a heavy construction sort of project where things are just moving slow because the equipment's really heavy. And so it's not a fast moving thing. You can do a time-lapse and they are really cool. And it's also funny if there are people in them because they look like they're running around really fast. So you get a, d- a depiction of what you actually do with a little bit of humor as well.
2: Can we talk a little bit about jobs? Like yeah. hiring, using LinkedIn. We, did I meet you on LinkedIn?
1: Yes. Or did I? Okay. Yes, I,
2: did. I met Elizabeth on LinkedIn. So that is proof that you can use LinkedIn to hire people to work for you. So you can post jobs on mm-hmm. LinkedIn you, I have always paid to promote the jobs that I've posted on LinkedIn. And one of the things that I have liked about using the system to post jobs is that I have had people reach out to me and say uh, from LinkedIn, that would be like, hey, if you did these few things, your job listing would do better. I appreciate that a lot. And the thing I don't like as much about LinkedIn is that It's not easy to manage setting appointments and all of the interactions that you have going on. It is not like a, they haven't made it into a full scale management system. Like in Indeed management, like you can, you can do it all right through Indeed. You can see it. You can evaluate. It's all very concise. And when I use LinkedIn to hire, I I have to use like a Google doc or something like that to keep all my data straight because it's not gonna, it doesn't like live in there, you know? Um, any suggestions for using LinkedIn to promote jobs, like other than placing a job? And yeah,
0: I'd say, yeah, whether you are placing a job, or even if you're posting about it in a post on your page, make sure the information is as accurate as possible. Because one LinkedIn will look at that and show that content to people it thinks best matches what you're talking about. But also if people see that job posting and they ask questions about it or apply for it and later find out that the job isn't quite how it was described in the posting, that's going to hurt you in the long run. So definitely post about jobs. That is what that platform was created for. Um, But make sure that you're being really conscious about how you're posting about jobs. Make it as accurate as you can and as descriptive as you can.
2: I do find that when I reach out to people about like like if I post a job on LinkedIn and people are applying through LinkedIn, when I use their what do they call it in message, yeah, I think like, yeah, people are pretty responsive. They are mm-hmm. pretty quick to respond back and forth. So I feel like the job um, applicants are are there and they are ready to talk back and forth using chat. And I really like that about it for me. I am not monitoring my chat very often. I'm calling it chat because in-mail just seems like the weirdest word. Um, I just don't monitor it super often. And so I have to remind myself like every day, it's literally a task on my to-do list, like go check your LinkedIn messages to see what's going on, right? So I guess that would be a piece of advice to you. Like if you're going to use it to hire, you're going to have to like look at it and stuff. Or you're just wasting your money.
0: Right. And I think from a user side of things, I don't know of anyone who like frequently checks their LinkedIn messaging for just like chats that are like, Hey, what's up? Um, So like, I know if I'm getting a a message from someone on LinkedIn, it's either an ad or it's someone who is messaging me about some sort of offer, whether it's a job, a volunteer thing, something like that. But it's definitely something I'm going to want to follow up on. And I think it's important that companies look at it in the same way. Like if you're receiving messages on LinkedIn, they are usually something that you're going to want to take action on.
2: Yeah, I would suggest that you look at the filters in your email and make sure that you have it set up to where they're not going to spam because you really are going to want to see what people are saying. I have people reach out to me all the time for like business things Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn because... I'm a business human and, and they want something from me and it's okay. Like that's good. Sometimes that's the only place that they know of me, Yeah, you know? So I, I think it's a good way, but I you do have to make sure that your messages aren't getting stuck in a spam filter or something like that. But that's like with any social network, mm-hmm. really. Or LinkedIn. Hmm. Okay. So our commercial construction companies, uh, they gain audience really fast on LinkedIn, like far faster than they do anywhere else. Do you have suggestions about how to build an audience on LinkedIn? Because you, if you're just posting to your company page and you don't have an audience, like no one's going to see it. Right. <laughs> you're going to have to post it also on your own personal LinkedIn profile to get anybody to see it. But where's the harm in that? Like if it's, right. if it's cool enough to post for your company, why isn't it cool enough to share on your own personal feed, right? And um, I would say
0: more so than any other platform, LinkedIn is the place it makes sense to do that because we're all there talking about what we do anyway. Uh-huh. And so I would, I would go so far as to encourage you if you have a company presence on LinkedIn, make sure you are sharing that content on your own profile. Not only does it get that content in front of more people, it gives both the company and you as an employee more legitimacy to what you're doing. Because it's like, yes, I work here. Here's what we stand for. Here's what we do. Here are the people I work with. And then the people who follow maybe you, but don't follow your company are going to see that content. I see more content on LinkedIn from companies I do not actually follow because it's shared by people I know who follow them than anything else. So that is that is one nice leg up LinkedIn has on other platforms is you are way more likely to see content that people you know have interacted with than any other platform.
2: I feel like it's Facebook, but simpler and focused mm-hmm. on business. I break it down into the smallest phrase possible. So we know that we can share content from our company page out to our feed What else can we do to build a following in LinkedIn?
0: Um, Encourage any of your employees who are on LinkedIn to list your company on their profile. Make sure that they have the actual company page linked. So when they type in where they work, it should pop up in a drop-down menu. Make sure they click on that. Because again, then anyone they follow or anyone who follows them when your company posts content, they're going to see it because they have a connection who works there. And then, depending on if they have a lot of industry connections, you may end up getting more likes and follows to your account from that, or at the very least, people interacting with your content.
2: So, when you are on Facebook, you can invite people to follow your page. Can you do the same thing on LinkedIn?
0: If you can, it is harder to find. <laughs> I think they, they are really a platform built on connection. And so they are really aiming for people sharing that content and encouraging people to follow.
2: Okay. So it's not going to be quite as easy. I can't just go check a bunch of boxes or like blanket message everybody that I'm connected with like on Facebook.
0: Right. But it also does feel way more legit to just copy the profile and send out an email and saying, Hey, we've got a, we've got a LinkedIn page now like that somehow feels way less spammy than if someone was like, hey, we have a Twitter account, come like it, so.
2: So then along those same lines on Facebook, when I want to flip between my, like when I want to interact as my business profile, I switch and I'm like, okay, I may create now and I'm going to interact as my business profile. Can I do the same thing on LinkedIn? Can I interact with people as my business or how? How
0: does that work? It it is similar to Facebook. So like if you log into LinkedIn as you, when you click over to your company page, you will be interacting as your company. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think you'll still be able to see a feed. You can see who follows your page and all of that good stuff. So it's similar, but not identical to the Facebook experience with a company page.
2: Yeah, because on Facebook I can like go all over Facebook yeah. and pretend to be May Create, but I don't have to really pretend because I actually am part of MakeCreate and an authorized user because yeah. I own the company. But yeah,
0: LinkedIn makes a very clear distinction between who is people mm-hmm. and who is a company.
2: Yeah. Whereas with I, Facebook, yeah. it gets a little muddled. I feel like when I go to my company page and then I leave my company page, I become myself again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I can't just wander all around LinkedIn and be May Create. I can be May Create when I'm in the May Create area, but then mm-hmm. after that, I'm kind of not the May Create. Anyway. Yeah, the May Create. Like I'm, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm the Laird or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else that we need to talk about with? Okay. So, yes. Yes. There's one more thing. We need to talk about how do we know what's working and what's not on LinkedIn? Because I feel like that, you know, you have to create your presence. You're always trying to build your audience. You need to publish stuff that doesn't stink. How often do I need to publish stuff on LinkedIn?
0: I tend to be on the once a week at minimum Kind of kind of feel on it, there are definitely companies that post way more than that, and if you have the content to do so, go for it it's not going to hurt you to post every other day by any means, but I would say once a week is probably the least amount you want to post there's just so there's so much content on LinkedIn now if you're not posting consistently you're going to get lost in the shuffle
2: well that's way more attainable than like. Pinterest or Twitter. I mean, you had to post all the time to be seen there. So that's good. I mean, that's attainable. And then let's say that I'm posting stuff over on Facebook. Can I post the same thing that I paste on post on Facebook over to LinkedIn if it like is appropriate?
0: Oh yeah, you totally can. Um, and it will, it will reach a different group of people because different people are on LinkedIn than are on Facebook. So, you can totally reuse your content. Just keep an eye on maybe you posted on Facebook and you got five comments and a couple shares and you post on LinkedIn and nothing happened. But you know, for next time, that maybe that's not the right content for that platform and that's totally okay.
2: Now, are there, that sounds like a lot of extra work if I have to post it in two places. So, are there ways that I can make it easier to post on two networks? There
0: totally are. Um, There are a lot of different services you can use. I know here at Create we use uh, Loomly, which is a scheduler. And so I think it's set up, you can choose from like 10 different social platforms you can publish to in one go. Um, So you can click Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, if you have an Instagram or you can do just Facebook, depending on what you have as a company, type in your content, add a photo or a video, schedule it. If you don't want to have to worry about going in and publishing it by hand, or you can publish it by hand. If you really feel the need to be that hands-on, that's okay. Um, and you can do that months in advance, which is really, really great. And then you're done and you don't have to worry about it anymore.
2: Yay. That'd be so great. Cause then you can do like your real job and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can block off let's say a couple hours once the content's written,
2: schedule everything out and then you're done. Not to say that your job is not real because you are publishing (laughs) your social media for multiple companies, Elizabeth. I did not mean to insinuate that. (laughs) Oh, I tell people I have the silliest real job. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad that you do it. So tell me now, like, let's say that we're posting, we're posting like a minimum of one time a week. And how do we know if our stuff is doing good or not?
0: That's okay, it. Your first indication will just be going to your page, looking at the posts you're posting, and seeing if anyone's done anything. So you're looking at engagement. Have people reacted? Because I think LinkedIn also now has several options for reactions instead of just liking. You can say, like, support or applause or something like that. Um, is anyone commenting? Are they commenting in a good way or are they commenting in a bad way? I know we've had we have some of our construction companies where employees like to tease each other via the comments. So keep an eye on that if that is not your company personality. Keep an eye on that. You can delete those as needed. Not a big deal. Um,
2: Especially if your audience doesn't get that. Right, right. I mean, it, that,
0: that really depends on who you are as a company. What is your brand? How does your audience interact with you? If they know that you are kind of silly and casual, then that's totally fine. If your outward brand is very serious, not so much. You don't want that. But that would be the first place I would look, and then you can dig in a little deeper to analytics. Um, but I would say if you're just getting started, keeping an I- a good idea of what your engagement is is probably the best place to start. Hmm.
2: Is there anything else? Like, I'm, I'm like, my brain just went blank of questions with this, which is kind of surprising because usually I'm like a question asking machine. But like, is there anything else that you want to tell people that they they should know? Like
0: I would say definitely if you are a company or you represent a company, be on LinkedIn. Like it's not a maybe, it's not a if it works. Just be on LinkedIn. It it will benefit, even if it's a place where your employees can say, yes, I work here and look, it's a legit business. If nothing else, that is a great thing. And more often than not, you're also going to be able to interact with a really great audience who will be invested in what you have to say.
2: You kind of sound like a LinkedIn spokesperson. I really hope that LinkedIn does not try to come and steal Elizabeth from me. And if they do, I'm going to be so mad. Do not click on those emails that they're sending you about the job (laughs) at LinkedIn. Okay, don't do that, Elizabeth. No, no, it's just a platform that makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) It is. So I definitely learned a thing or two today, Elizabeth. You guys who are listening, if you learned a thing or two, or if you liked this episode, then please give us a review. We love to help people solve their communication challenges through technology. And when you leave a review for us on our podcast, you're actually helping us solve a communication challenge through technology because your review signals to the podcast gods that we're pretty okay and that other people should, uh, should listen to us and let us help them solve their challenges as well. So thank you so much for your time today. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose.
1: Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com. M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E dot com. Yeah, you heard me right. M-A-Y-E createcom For podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on Market with Purpose.